Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale, and I thank you so much for joining with me today. We're getting into some wild and interesting things in our very, very cursory overview of the book of Revelation. We're actually just looking at a portion of it in light of what we were examining in other portions of the Scripture. You know how that goes. You start chasing one thing around, then you chase another thing around. But all these things are actually being built upon one another. We're in Revelation 14, and we saw in the last episode where the 144,000 appeared again. And John looked, and he saw them, and the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has his 144,000, and they have his name, Jesus' name, and the name of Father written on the forehead. And he, then John heard a voice from heaven, and it sounded like many waters. Remember that? And the sound of loud thunder. And it's like the sound of many harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song uh, before the throne. And it was a song that only the 144,000 could uh, sing. And we learned some things about them, that they had not been defiled with women, and they had kept themselves chaste. Okay? And they followed the lamb wherever he went. And they were actually purchased among men as first fruits to God and to the lamb. In other words, they're the first fruits, but more are coming. And then the last thing we saw in verse 5 was that there was no lie found in their mouth. They were blameless. Now, let's look at verse 6 because this is really, really interesting here. We encounter three angels, okay, three angels. We're probably not going to be able to get through all three of them today, but let's just see what it says. Verse 6 says this, And I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven. So John's looking and he sees another angel, and this angel is flying in mid-heaven. And remember, all of this is coming to John uh, after chapter 4 in Revelation where he's caught up to heaven, and he's seeing all this stuff. And he's having encounters with angels, and he's seeing things that the Lord's revealing. So he sees this angel flying, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and every tribe and tongue and people. Verse 7, And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth and sea and springs of water. Now this is intriguing because, you know, quite often there's things that are communicated, uh, usually not overtly, but in a, a type of way we think we know what things are, okay? Rarely do you ever hear anybody teaching or preaching about what these three angels do. You do hear that phrase right there, fear God and give him glory, okay? And it's a very well-known uh, pastor in San Antonio, Texas, is always saying that phrase. And that's great. That's what we are to do. We're to fear God and we're to give him glory. But this is an angel flying in mid-heaven, and the idea with that is like up in the atmosphere where the world can hear. And he has an eternal gospel, and he's preaching it to those who live on earth. And notice this, every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. What is that eternal gospel? What is that word? Well, the word is this. You're to fear God. You're to give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Okay, we have seen things that have occurred already with the blowing of the trumpets and all that, and the bows are about to come. 
God's day of the Lord wrath is being poured out. And this angel is proclaiming that. And is saying this, worship him who made the heaven and the earth and sea and springs of water. And so this angel is proclaiming this and all the world hears it. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every people, they hear this. Now, that doesn't negate the fact that we as believers are to evangelize and we're going to out and propagate the gospel, okay? We are to do that. But a day is coming to where an angel is going to say this and all the world will hear it and will know it and will be held accountable. Watch what happens next, verse 8. And another angel, a second one, followed. So the second angel follows the first one, and here's what it says, this angel. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who has made all the nations drink of the wine of the passion of her immorality. So this angel proclaims that Babylon is now fallen. Now, you learn more about Babylon later on in Revelation, chapters 17, 18, around there. And there's some uh, tremendously interesting things about Babylon. For our purposes now, this angel is simply saying Babylon the Great is fallen. Okay? She's the one that made the nations drink of the, her passion, of her immorality. She's going to fall. Then verse 9. Then another angel, a third one, followed them. So you see a sequence in here. Angel 1, angel 2, angel 3. They're doing it in a particular order. It says followed him. And here's what this angel says with a loud voice. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he will also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night, those who worship the beast and his image and who receives the mark of his name. So there is going to be an angelic proclamation from the mid-heavens that all the world will hear that will warn. You know, quite often uh, Christians even will sit there and wonder and worry that they're going to accidentally take the mark of the beast and this kind of thing. No, no, no. There is going to be a warning. This angel will warn and will describe exactly what it is. Don't receive the mark on the forehand or in the hand. And he will tell what's going to happen. If you do, you're going to receive the full wrath of God. Well, what's the full wrath of God? This verse 10 is insightful. This person will be tormented with fire, with brimstone, in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. That's one of the reasons that I think that those that will be cast in the lake of fire for all eternity, that will be tormented with that fire and the brimstone, that's the reason I think that they will actually be able to look up and to see into glory. Because it says in the presence of the holy angel and the presence of the Lamb that they will be able to see all the glory of God. And then you also have the, uh, uh, the parable that Jesus told about the rich person that was cast down and wanted uh, you know, Father Abraham to send somebody to talk to his brothers. You have that same insight there. But then he says this, their torment goes up forever, ever. They're going to have no rest. So there's three angelic warnings that are going to take place. Okay, Three warnings that will come along. The fear of God and give him glory because judgments come. The second one, Babylon is fallen. The third one, don't take the mark of the beast. 
Then one last verse at the end of this. Verse 11, it says, whoever receives the mark of his name is going to be punished. Then verse 12, here is the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. That's twice that we've seen that phrase. And it's twice we've seen that so far. The idea is this, that we are to persevere as believers, even though trials and tribulations and trying times may come upon us. Believers will undergo the wrath of Satan. They won't undergo the wrath of God, but we are to persevere in the midst of all of it. Okay. Anyway, take these things before the Lord. Revelation 14, go read it. And I think the Lord will show you something. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again next time.